Welcome to the AWC City Voice podcast, where we explore the issues that impact Washington cities. The Association of Washington Cities is a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization that represents all 281 cities and towns before the state legislature, the state executive branch, and with regulatory agencies. I'm Emma Shepard, and today I have with me Government Relations Director Candace Bach. Welcome, Candace. Thanks, Emma. It's uh, great to be here on our inaugural broadcast. Yes, welcome. Candace, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure, I'll give you the quick bio. Um, before joining AWC at the, in 2009, I had worked for cities for about 15 years. Um, I worked for the cities of Richland, Lakewood, um, and was city manager in Carnation. Uh, came to AWC to be a lobbyist and covered a number of issues, including uh, public safety, uh, public records, uh, labor relations issues, um, marijuana policy, so a lot of topics. Uh, I left AWC briefly um, and spent some time with the city of Lacey and came back this summer to be the government relations director. We're glad to have you. It's so good to have somebody that has so much city experience really getting there on the hill and meeting with legislators and knowing what it's like to work at City Hall like all of our listeners. Let's talk a little about the upcoming session. It starts on January 14th. Um, It's expected to be 105 days long, meaning it'll go through April 29th. Uh, Tell us a little about what you expect for session this year. Um, It is a long session. It's their budget writing session, so they will be putting together their two-year or biennial budget, Um, and that always takes a lot of effort. Um, There's a lot of pieces of that puzzle that they've got to put together, so it's a long session to do that. Um, In addition to putting together that budget, we know that there's a lot of other high priorities that they'll be working on. Um, And a lot of those priorities are things that cities are interested in, like affordable housing and uh, healthcare. So we've got six priorities at AWC. Uh, How did AWC select its six priorities for the 2019 session? Uh, We do have six priorities. We have a lot of other issues that we'll still work on during session, Um, but these six priorities came out of a lengthy process through our Legislative Priorities Committee. That's a committee made up of about 50 or so city officials from around the state, Um, elected officials, city council members, mayors, um, as well as city staff members, city managers, city attorneys. So it's a broad-based group, and um, they brought to us a number of issues for consideration. We surveyed our membership in the spring and asked them what issues they thought were important. And then that committee uh, met over the summer and again vetted those issues, looked into things, and uh, came up with those six priorities to recommend to the AWC board for consideration. And then the board adopted those um, priorities. Actually, there there were five priorities recommended by the priorities committee, and the board added the sixth priority at their meeting in September. Um, So it's a really um, long, long process, but more importantly, it's a process that includes a lot of voices and a lot of input from cities. Good, so it sounds like they're well vetted. What's included in the six priorities? Um, Well, there's probably not a lot of surprises there, and we've been out talking to our membership um, and legislators about these six priorities already. Uh, Economic development is one of those priorities. We're gonna be looking at um, some tools to help cities fund infrastructure um, to spur private development and more economic development in their communities. We've got um, fish, barrier um, removal uh, in terms of culverts, and that's probably the term most people are familiar with is culverts, but it's removing um, those uh, barriers to fish traveling up and down streams. The state is under uh, a a court mandate to fix culverts, 
and cities know that we also have those same issues and are seeking funding from the state to help uh, address those fish blocking barriers. Uh, another priority that will be very familiar to um, our members is infrastructure funding. Uh, the Public Works Trust Fund is a key component of infrastructure funding for cities around the state. It um, has seen its funding swept in past biennial budgets by the state legislature. And so we will be working very hard this session to ensure that that fund stays whole, but also we'll be looking to see if we can um, end the diversion of some of those uh, revenue sources that continue to be swept out of that fund. So there will be a lot of uh, energy and effort around the Public Works Trust Fund again this session. Something we hear a lot from our members around the state is about their, their struggles in um, recruiting uh, new law enforcement officers. And then once they recruit new law enforcement officers, getting them into the academy, into the basic law enforcement academy. And uh, so we're going to be asking for more funding for additional classes for the academy. And um, we've got a lot of legislative support around that and a lot of cities around the state who've been um, helpful in making that request. So I'm, I'm optimistic that we'll be successful there. Affordable housing is something, again, that we hear from cities around the state, big and small. There are um, challenges uh, with all kinds of um, housing options across the continuum. Uh, there are cities that need um, more workforce housing. There are cities that need more um, supported housing, and uh, there are, are a variety of uh, needs out there around emergency housing or shelter. So we've got kind of a robust package that we will be supporting um, across the housing continuum, and uh, we know that's important to our membership. And then finally, the sixth uh, priority that was actually added by the board but was one that um, the Legislative Priorities Committee talked a lot about is behavioral health and the impact um, that our failing behavioral health system has on our communities and on the people in our communities and the burden that it, it brings to our public safety services when we don't have a strong behavioral health system. So that's an area where we'll be watching very closely and being supportive of the, the governor's efforts and the legislature's efforts to better fund our mental health um, and behavioral health systems. Great. Sounds like you guys have your work cut out for you. Tell yeah, us. these are some big these are some big priorities, but again, they kind of dovetail well with the things that we're hearing the legislature is already intending to work on, um, mental health care being one of those, housing being one of those, um, and a lot of interest in economic development, um, particularly for some of our smaller and more rural communities. There's a real focus uh, from the legislature on the needs there. Great. Tell us a little about how your team um, goes up to the hill and works on some of these issues. Um, you know, it is a team effort. We have uh, we have four lobbyists in addition to myself that cover these issues. We've got a team of three analysts that provide support to us, um, and uh, AWC's great legal counsel who uh, backs us up as well. So it is a team effort here, and it's a team effort because there's a lot of cities that are engaged in the legislative process. So, you know, we've spent these last few months um, going around the state talking to our membership about. Um, how these priorities fit with their needs, um, learning their stories about these issues, and talking with legislators already about um, what's important to cities, what we need, how can we craft legislation that will be successful, and working with other stakeholders as well, other local government associations like the counties, um, the ports, uh, 
there's a there's a number of other local government associations that are active here in Olympia, um, and you know outside uh, interests like the Association of Washington Business. So, AWC is really I think seen as a leader in the state in terms of being collaborative and having a strong stakeholder outreach program. Great, and so you guys are up there. You're meeting with legislators. You're testifying. You're writing bills, and it's pretty stressful, right? Because it's 105 days and it goes by really fast. Talk a little about that experience. Um, it, it you know, is really an intense period of time. Uh, the legislature doesn't take any breaks during those 105 days. Um, weekends count, there are no holidays. So it is really um, hitting the ground running on January 14th and going straight through. So um, it is a it is a very busy and intense time with kind of crazy hours, but we know that going in, that's what we signed up for. Um, it's uh, again, we've got a really strong team. We're all there to support each other, and when the members come to town, that's really um, what energizes us because we we get such strong support from our city officials who come to Olympia who or who can't make it to Olympia but contact us. Um, and we know that um, we're working hard for them and their support really makes a big difference on some of those really crazy days where we're testifying in multiple committees, um, things are happening back to back and things that happen really fast during the legislative session. I think that's one of the things that some of the folks who don't come to Olympia maybe aren't as aware of is just um, the fast pace, the tempo and how quickly things can change. I think that's something that's so special about our members, too, is that they're also elected officials, and so they share the same constituents, and they're on the ground hearing from their constituents, so they can really be the voice of their constituents to their legislators. It is really powerful um, when city officials, when elected officials share those stories with legislators. They really um, listen, they hear those, and they use them again when they're talking to their fellow uh, legislators and making their case. So those stories are powerful and those um, personal contacts from city officials are powerful. Great. Um, let's talk about some of the expectations for session this year. Um, several of the last handful of legislative sessions have gone into overtime, including a historically long 193-day session the last time a budget was passed in 2017. Do you hear predictions of a ses this session going into overtime this year? Um, I think that people are not expecting necessarily an overtime session this year uh, for a couple of reasons. Both houses, the Senate and the House, are controlled by the Democrats again this year. Last time that wasn't the case. Um, so they've got some incentive to reach agreement and um, demonstrate that they can get out on time um, when they're working together. Uh, so I think we will um end on time or at least we're more likely to and i don't think it'll be a record-breaking year that said i think there's some um, skepticism maybe some cynicism that the legislature has gone into overtime a lot uh the last few years um not not in 2018 actually they ended on time so that was a, a fast short session but uh, i i'm gonna stay optimistic and say that they're gonna end on time this year good i think we're all hoping for that as well um, and that same year in 2017, overtime session also ended without a capital budget, which had some big impacts on cities. Do you think there's a possibility of one of the three budgets not being passed? And do you want to talk about what the three budgets are? 
Um, that's a good point. There are three budgets, and we focus a lot on the operating budget or the general fund budget, but all three budgets are important to cities. Uh, the transportation budget, um, self-explanatory, I guess, and then the capital budget, which does fund things like typically the Public Works Trust Fund and, and those important capital projects around the state. Um, you're right, the capital budget didn't pass. Uh, it was tied up in the Hearst water decision and, and was held hostage, if you will, to make sure that a deal was reached on Hearst. Uh, will that happen again? I would like to say no. Um, the capital budget is a popular budget. It funds projects back home. Legislators, again, have an incentive to get those projects funded. Everybody likes to go to ribbon cuttings um, and they know the needs back in their communities. But um, it, it was a successful tactic, and when something's successful, that uh, means it may happen again. And the capital budget is one because it's bonding requires 60% um, uh, vote to pass. So it's something that the majority party needs the minority party to help with. So in the past, we've had success with a House Local Government Caucus that's champion, champion city issues. Is that still in place, and what do we expect for that this year? Um, the House Local Government Caucus has been an important ally for cities and other local governments, obviously, and we expect it to be active again this session. We're um, seeing an infusion of members, hopefully, because we've had five city officials elected to the legislature this year. Uh, so we're really hoping that they will join the caucus. Um, and it's, it's generally a group that's made up of former local government officials, city officials, county officials. Um, maybe they were a commissioner in a water sewer district or on the school board. But they're people who come to the legislature with a local government background and with understanding of our key issues and um, what's important to us and how the legislature impacts cities um, or other local governments. So. We've got um, good partners there. Um, there's a strong core group. And like I say, we're adding five members to it potentially this uh, coming session. So they are going to be, um, we're, we're going to end up relying on them on some of these issues. And they're going to be an important part of uh, our stakeholder groups. And it's an area where we really encourage uh, cities to talk to their legislators about joining the caucus. You don't have to have a local government background to be a member of the caucus. Uh, just has been the case that usually those are the folks who are interested. But we'd encourage any legislator um, who really cares about their city to be a member of that caucus. Right. So that includes things like showing them around City Hall and what, what are different ways that our members can can get their legislators to know more about what's going on with cities and what's the city experience? Mm -hmm. I, you know, cities do need to remember that legislators don't always come with that background and maybe what um, inspired them to run for the legislature and, and uh, state office um, was something a little bit different than a, a traditional local government interest. So taking that time to reach out to them, develop a relationship, yeah, show them around City Hall, uh, talk about some of the big projects, take them on a tour and kind of show them that, that different side of their city that they may not be familiar with. And talk about um, your budget process and what's that? What is that like? Because um, you know they're going to go into a process that, in some ways, is similar and in some ways is really different. But that kind of perspective will be helpful to them. Last year, a hot topic during session was the controversial and ultimately vetoed Senate Bill sixty six seventeen, which would have exempted legislators from the Public Records Act. What's been the outcome of that? Where do you expect that to go this session? 
Uh, one of the outcomes of that kind of uh, messy process was the creation of a task force, a legislative task force on public records. And I've been appointed to that and, uh, and serving on that task force, bringing a local government voice to the conversation. Um, they've met three times. They have a fourth meeting coming up. Uh, they're going to be making some very broad, um, high-level uh, recommendations to the legislature. I do fully expect the legislature will take up the issue again of making themselves subject to the Public Records Act in some way. There will be a bill again. Uh, we're encouraging them, it's AWC's position, that the legislature should be subject to the Public Records Act and that our, con our shared constituents, as you mentioned, we represent the same people, um, should have the same access at all levels of government. So um, you know, that's, that's the message that we've been bringing to that conversation. Uh, we had a great presentation by Mayor Pat Johnson of Buckley, who came and talked about how, um, as a mayor, uh, as a small town, they managed to comply with the Public Records Act, and it, it's challenging. And the act's not necessarily perfect, but transparency is so important that um, we all need to strive for that. So it's definitely going to be back. Um, I think it'll be a challenging conversation for them, but uh, I expect at the end of the session that they will in some way um, make themselves subject to the Public Records Act. They also still have a court case outstanding that's gonna be working itself through the process during the legislative session. So um, they've got some, again, ongoing incentive to figure out how to make the Public Records Act work. We're all gonna have eyes on that for sure. Uh, what can city officials and staff do to get involved in Olympia in 2019? You know, I know um, there are a lot of city officials who get really engaged and they have great relationships with their legislators and they come to Olympia um, at least once, maybe multiple times during session. And that is, like I said before, it's so powerful for legislators to hear from their local uh, city officials about what the impacts are back home. Um, I know coming to Olympia and talking to legislators can be maybe intimidating for some folks who don't really know what the process is like, or it um, or it's just can be time consuming. And or it, it can be far. It can be far, right. It can be time consuming to travel all the way over here um, for a 15 minute meeting with your legislator. So look for the for different ways to do it. Um, you know, now is a good time to connect with your legislator and talk about scheduling um, ongoing conference calls, regular check-in calls. They don't have to come all the way over here. Um, they can they can just have a, a quick phone call. Um, coming over is really I think beneficial. There, it's an interesting process to watch. I think it's good to be engaged and in that process and kind of see it on the ground, but it's not the only way to do it. So reaching out now while they're still back home before they come to Olympia on the 14th um, is the time to figure out how are you gonna connect with your legislator during session. I've heard some of our city officials say they even get their phone number or cell phone number and they text them and they call them. And so some, some of the legislators like to prefer to be contacted in multiple different ways, not just email, but it's phone true. calls they, and texts. They do get a lot of email throughout the session, so it can be hard to sort through all that. So if you can get a phone number, um, uh, text, 
uh, keeping in mind it's all public record, <laughs> but um, those are great ways to go. Also, find out who your legislator's legislative assistant is, and that person is a great conduit to getting your messages through. That's somebody that it's probably a little easier to get a hold of at times during session, and who can um, put your email on the top of the pile, perhaps, um, or arrange a good time for that check-in phone call. So find out who your legislative assistant is to your legislator and um, you know, work with that person. They'll be a great resource for you. That's a good idea. Candice, we also have three opportunities built into AWC's plan this session. Can you talk about what those three events are if they want to dial in and come to Olympia? Yeah, there we're really looking forward to um, having our members in town um, at kind of these three points during session. Early in session on January 23rd, we're hosting a mayor's exchange, and that's an event that we do a couple of times throughout the year to um, engage with our mayor specifically. And so that's again on January 23rd. Uh, we hope that we'll have a, a large group of mayors here. We're going to talk to them about some things. We've got some great speakers lined up. Um, our state economist is going to be there over lunch. We've got the director of OFM there to talk about the governor's budget. Um, we've got the director of the Criminal Justice Training Commission uh, there to talk about the state of law enforcement training. So great program lined up already for that mayor's exchange on the 23rd of January. Um, so encourage folks to come to that, uh, mayors in particular. City Action Days is kind of our signature event during session, and that this year is February 13th and 14th. We're doing things a little bit different. We're kicking off on the 13th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Gives uh, our city officials from around the state a little bit more time to travel over uh, on Wednesday. Uh, for those who are going to be here early, we will have uh, pre-sessions starting in the morning, um, like Advocacy 101, Advocacy 201, so there will be some things to do, but we're kicking off at 2 p.m. on February 13th. Again, we'll have some great speakers lined up. We have the governor coming to speak at breakfast on the 14th, and then we really encourage people to head to the Hill after that. Uh, that's a great time to schedule your um, meetings with your legislators. Uh, a lot of our cities scheduled dinner for the evening of the 13th with their legislators. So that's a nice, maybe less formal way to connect uh, while you're in town. And then finally, we have AWC Lobby Day on March 25th. So that's later in session. Um, there'll be, that's a key time during the budget process as they're developing their budget. And the real focus there is it's a Hill Day. We want folks to come, we'll, um, we'll do some briefings, but then we want you to meet with your legislature, legislators and we want you to be visible on the Hill that day. Well, Candace, I know you have to get up to the hill for a meeting, so I'm going to let you go here. Thanks so much for meeting with us today. Um, I really appreciate you di diving into what's going to go on this 2019 session. Thank you. It's been great to be part of this first podcast. Thanks for listening in on our first City Voice podcast. Stay tuned for future podcasts where we'll dive deeper into our city priorities with each of our staff experts. Registration is now open for City Action Days, February 13th and 14th, so if you're interested in an opportunity to get involved in the legislative process this year, sign up at wacities.org CAD. That's wacities.org CAD. At AWC, our mission is to serve our members through advocacy, education, and services. This includes the AWC Employee Benefit Trust, AWC Risk Management Service Agency, AWC Workers' Comp Retro Program, AWC Drug and Alcohol Consortium, GIS Consortium, and JobNet. Visit wacities.org to plug in. I'm Emma Shepard. We'll see you next time.